episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I speak with and have virtual coffee with accomplished and innovative early career professionals and small business owners. So with me today are the founders of Teardrop Tap, Madison Page and Abby Christensen. Teardrop Tap is a trailer bartending service in the Minnesota area that travels for events and celebrations. Abby has experience in the health and beauty industry with expertise in merchandising, and Madison is a product marketing manager and also has experience in merchandising. And together, as best friends, they decided to launch Teardrop Tap. Their story is an awesome one to hear, and they also give some great advice throughout this episode. Now, before we dive into their story, I'd really appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. It really helps the show grow and helps us get recommended to others who might be interested in listening to the podcast. You can also find Virtual Coffee on most major podcast apps, really wherever you listen to your podcast. And we're also on social media on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Thank you so much for your support and happy listening. Let's dive into Madison and Abby's episode. Welcome, Madison and Abby. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Let's dive right in. So I'd love if you could describe what Teardrop Tap is to our audience and where did the idea come from? Really, we started this idea this past November. We, both Abby and I, do a lot of trend research for our um, full-time jobs. And in that trend research, you know, we are seeing a lot of retro trend come to life, especially in the 1960s teardrop campers. And ironically, my husband had wanted to build a teardrop camper to go camping. So the year prior, I had bought him a book on how to build one. And in November, we had gotten the idea that we were going to not build one for camping, but to start an events business. Obviously, COVID has not been that beneficial for the launch this past spring, but um, we're excited to launch for bigger events come 2021. Awesome. How ironic is it that you saw it as a, a market trend and then also your husband wanted to, to start his passion for building one. That's awesome. <laughs> and and also selfishly, I didn't really want to go camping in camper. <laughs> so really it was how can you fulfill that dream while also fulfilling our dream of starting a business? Very cool. That's a an amazing compromise right there. I love that. <laughs> Did either of you have experience with running or launching a business prior to founding Teardrop Tap? We have not. So we both have, you know, our nine to fives. We work in the beauty industry. So we haven't had personal experience with like any kind of like business launch within or outside of our like nine to five. Yeah, so we've experienced launching other people's businesses on our own platforms, as well as launching our businesses at at retailers. So really have experience with that with our professional careers, but really not personally. So that's always been a dream of ours. I would say both of us are very bold personalities, really can't contain us inside (laughs) the box. So really starting this business was fulfilling our dreams of doing the things that we want to do, you know, on our time and how we want to do them. 
what would you say helped you launch so fast? Because to me, I, I feel like starting this idea in November and launching it in August, July-ish, you know, this summer, that that seems pretty quick. Was it your nine to five job? You know, all your learnings from your formal education, all your experience with uh, marketing and merchandising, stuff like that. Did do you feel that helped you or were there other factors in there as well? Um, I think just us being such determined individuals, we really, you know, outside of our day jobs, we really at night focused our sole purposes on launching this business. And I know I said COVID was a negative thing for events, but it was a positive thing as far as giving us more time, Mm. Um, you know, when we really had nothing else to do but sit at home on our computers and really research and develop our business plan. Also, both of us attended University of Wisconsin Stout, which was a very like hands-on education for us, which I think that a lot of our business capabilities, we can attribute to them. Awesome. Yeah. seems you both have very valuable skills already to help launch a business and you were able to leverage those. So are you, you two are really close friends, right? Yeah, we actually, I can tell you a little bit of background, sorry, and how our <laughs> friendship evolved. So we, like she said, we went to University of Wisconsin Stout and we were actually at a basement party and I just transferred and I was at, we were at a basement party and Madison was looking for a beer pong partner and she literally <laughs> just screamed in the basement and goes I need a beer pong partner who wants to be it and I was just like I will and she's like okay come on over <laughs> so beer pong and then literally we've been like inseparable ever since yeah I mean oh, even awesome. that night we had like already decided that the next year we were gonna live together and yeah really haven't been <laughs> apart since like we literally say we're instant best friends so yeah. then that kind of evolved for like what kind of business do we want to start? So we really see ourselves as like the life of the party. And we love to host for our family and friends and really like create gatherings that create memories. Really, that's what Teardrop Tap is. We want to be part of your event that creates a special memory for you. Oh, that's awesome. I yeah, love how that, you know, mission of Teardrop Tap ties back to your friendship and, and your relationship. That's awesome. And so to get into a little bit more about Teardrop Tap. So it's this trailer that you can move from event to event, right? And then you just kind of set it up. Can people choose what type of taps are available? Or, you know, what are some of the logistical details of it? So on the day, if someone said that they want us at their, you know, block party, wedding, um, we just basically say we can do anything that they want as long as it comes in a keg. This also is for non-alcoholic. So we can do root beer, cold brew coffee, um, sparkling water has been really popular too. So that's another option. So we just, for alcoholic options, we ask them to call our preferred liquor store that we work with, put in their order, they pay for it then, and then we pick it up on the day. We go set up the teardrop camper, we have the glassware, and then we're just there to serve and have some fun. Yeah, so we, we provide all the bartending services Um, I know a lot of people right now are scared of multiple people touching things, but you can be assured that uh, Abby and myself are the only ones touching any of the glassware um, as well as any of the taps. So we like to keep people at a distance from the taps, except if they, you know, want to take a a fun selfie or something. But we really want to ensure that we're having cleanly sanitary measures. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Have to 
do COVID best practices. <laughs> yeah, as well as, um, you know, if they are alcoholic options, mm. Abby and I are certified bartenders so that oh, okay. you know, we have the ability to monitor, you know, drinking pace so that it ensures a safe event. Very cool. And I love that non-alcoholic idea too. I don't know why I didn't think teardrop tap did that but that makes total sense that could be so cool for like even kids birthday parties like I could see them just loving like oh my gosh like root beer and like soda on tap that could be very mm-hmm. cool yeah we're actually we're actually uh going to our friend's son's first year birthday party <laughs> here on the 22nd so obviously I don't know if he'll he'll remember the party much um <laughs> but um all his cousins will that will enjoy the yeah. Um, for a that are a little older. That's really cool. So I know you guys are in Minnesota. Are you in a specific area right now? Just so our audience is aware of, you know, who Teardrop Tap is available for. Yeah, so we service the Minneapolis-St. Paul areas, metro areas, but we also do, you know, travel a little farther out of that. Um, we may inquire travel fee just based on how far it is out. But yeah, we're in mainly Minneapolis and St. Paul areas. Yep, but we have gotten inquiries, a lot of inquiries from like Eastern Wisconsin, um, as well as like Northern Iowa as well. So just to bounce off of Abby, we will travel that far. It'll just cost an additional fee for travel. Yeah, I work for, so I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, but I work for uh, Optum United Health Group, whose headquarters is in Minneapolis. So maybe I'm hoping to see you guys at a a company party in the future, (laughs) like when when things open back up and are back to normal. That'd be so awesome. Yeah, my mother-in-law actually works at Optum as well, so oh, cool. I will tell her to hire us. Yeah, work um, for the whole Optum crew. Um, That's right. You know, cool. maybe we'll be free of charge for her. I'm not so sure, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So then, then you can see us there. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. I'll definitely keep you guys in mind when we're when we're back over there. So you mentioned, you know, you guys didn't have business, like launching a business experience specifically from the ground up. But I'm curious what advice you have for those wanting to start a small business. What have you learned in the past few months on this journey or even advice you have from college or your nine to five jobs and all the experience you have? Yeah, um, I would say the best advice I can give is just to never give up. I mean, we've received so, I mean, you're going to receive so many no's before you receive a yes that you just can't give up. There's always going to be roadblocks in your way. Obviously, COVID has been a huge roadblock for us. And you just got to know that your ideas are valid. And obviously, you have a passion for them. So just to continue on that journey. And also, too, we've really enlisted the help of family and friends for things that we don't know. So just to always ask advice and just kind of tap into your network as far as, you know, does anyone know... A CPA accountant that can help us with small business taxes. And you'd be surprised at how many people will come out of the woodworks that can just either help you for free or just giving out advice. It's very encouraging. Yeah. And I even had a friend actually the other day reach out and he's like, Hey, like who's doing social media? And I was like, well, I'm just doing it right now. You know, I'm just logged into everything and overlooking it all. And he's like, well, my buddy is like a really good like social media guru and I talked to him and he said that he could give you some pointers. There's going to be so many people that you're connected with that have connections that you're just not aware of that love the idea and that are willing to help you since, you know, small business can be tough getting off the ground, but you sometimes find support in places that you never even looked. 
Yeah, I completely agree on that point. Great pieces of advice to, you know, one, never give up. And then also like, like you're both saying to leverage your network, because at first you might think that people don't want to help you without, you know, a fee or a cost or a favor in return, mm-hmm. but you'd be so surprised how, how many people do want to support you. And like, like you're saying as well, it could be a friend of a friend of a friend, right? And they're like, yeah, right. let's, let's chat for 30 minutes you can gain so much knowledge and help in just that 30 minutes as well. I think it's, it's so helpful even just to do a quick post on LinkedIn or reach out to someone randomly and worst comes the worst, they say no or don't respond and that's okay. And we've also realized that LinkedIn is such an underrated area for social media. I went, if you guys check out my LinkedIn, like I have over like 1.2 million views on my one post that I did two weeks ago. Wow. Comments and likes and shares. And it's like overwhelming to see that like a break. I mean, I feel like Madison and I were like, shoot, we have something here. Like this is, you know, we just wanted to do as like a fun little side job hobby, but we're like so many people love it. I've gotten, we've gotten so many inquiries like on our emails and stuff of people wanting to book us for corporate events for their own personal events. Like, weddings and it's we've gotten so much just from LinkedIn alone yeah so we were like not only surprised but I swear every time I check it I have goosebumps because (laughs) I'm just like I didn't know LinkedIn was such a powerful platform as far as how many people it can reach you know obviously when you're not out looking for a job you're not on LinkedIn as frequently so um, definitely an underrated platform so for that would be another piece of advice for people starting a small business is just post some fun things on LinkedIn and you never know how many views you'll get. Yes. And a lot of franchise inquiries too. And <laughs> yeah. I had a guy from the UK literally reach out and he's like, this would be great in the UK. Like, oh, would wow. you guys be willing to franchise? And I was wow. like, oh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, we would like to franchise, but like we just announced our business two oh weeks my ago. God. Focus on the here and now in Minneapolis and grow yeah. from there. But it's really wow. awesome to think like, wow, yeah, we should franchise this and we should do, you know, X, Y, Z just from other people's inquiries, which is amazing. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Congratulations on that. That's so awesome. Yeah. And even if, you know, you don't want to take that opportunity right now, who knows in four or six months, you now have that person in your network and you can Mm -hmm. reach back out and I'm sure they, you know, would be happy to do it then. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I, I found, uh, you both was on LinkedIn. I think it was Abby's post just came across my feed randomly, like maybe because I'm connected to a lot of people in Minnesota. I'm not sure, but we weren't connected before. And I was like, Oh, this would be, would love to chat with them and, and have them on the podcast. And here we are. Yeah. So kind of a, a different question here off that path. I'm really interested in hearing how you both balance working full time and launching this brand new business. Just any tips and tricks or would just love to hear your thoughts on that. Has it been difficult, easier than you thought? Just any thoughts you have on that? Yeah. So obviously with with us just launching two weeks ago, we're still trying to find that balance. Luckily, Abby and I are both very hardworking people. So, I mean, we will go to the ends of the earth to get something accomplished. Also us being very honest people with, you know, ourselves as well as each other. 
We don't really typically get into many arguments that can't be solved like immediately. No, we don't even argue. Yeah, we don't really even argue. So like we're so blunt with each other. We're like, I'm like, Madison, that's stupid. And she's like, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then how, how do we make it so that we, you know, both can be happy with that? Right now we're trying to, you know, set kind of some boundaries for ourselves as far as balancing the nine to five and our business. Really, if you email us, you'll... You'll pretty much be seeing emails at uh, 6 a.m. <laughs> and 6 p.m. Yeah. So we're trying to balance, you know, during the lunch hour, before and after work. So if you're not getting responses from us, wait for them then. <laughs> yeah. But also we really, we do value, you know, our free time as well. Both of us play on the same sand volleyball league um, oh, nice. every Monday night. So we do take time for ourselves to, you know, sit back, relax, have fun, as well as some, you know, activity as well. So we do try to maintain fun in there too. Otherwise, if you just have the full business mindset, then how can we make our event business fun if yeah. we're not even having fun? Right. Yeah, that's a that's a good point of you need to be enjoying your life and you need to be happy so that your business can be happy and you can put the the right energy into that. And I, I was going to ask how it has been working uh, with your best friend. And it just seems even just talking to you for just 20 minutes now, it seems you two are very aligned, very honest with each other, like you were saying, which I think is great when you're in a business relationship with someone who you're also, you know, in like a personal relationship with. Uh, so you you two seem very, very aligned. Any other, you know, advice with working with a best friend or has it been pretty seamless for you guys? I mean, Madison and I are very much alike in a lot of ways, so it works. But also, I would the advice I would give is before you start a business with your friend or anyone in general, like write down a business plan, do market research, make sure you guys are both on the same page in your business plan because it'll make it a lot easier. We did so much research and even the design of our tap, we probably changed our mind five different times on colors, on the type of you know, style. Well, we always wanted the teardrop, but like yep. the different style, like, do we want the wood frame here or do we want like just around certain spots? So just basically just being completely transparent up front right away and making sure that you both agree with the business plan, I think is very crucial. Yeah. And also to add on to that, to like communicate to the deaf, you can say something once and assume something, someone is on the same page as you. But that may not be the case. Like, for example, you know, my husband was the one that built this for us. And sometimes there might have been miscommunication between Abby and I to him as far as, you know, what vision we were having. So really saying it once, saying it twice, saying it three times to really drive in the point of like what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. Because there can be miscommunication when you're moving so quickly. So being very very clear in what you want, what you're thinking, what the vision is. And then also seems an important piece of advice is kind of solving those upstream problems and figuring out those upstream details, like with the business plan, so that that kind of will avoid downstream problems or issues that might pop up. If you're aligned at the very beginning, chances are you'll, you'll remain aligned throughout the entire journey. Exactly. And writing the business plan, you get into so many details as far as you know, what is your pricing going to be? What is your advertising strategy going to be? How do you determine this as successful? At what point do you move on to plan B? So it kind of gets all those questions up front and answered so that you're not coming to them 
when the problem occurs. Right. When you're in crisis mode, you're solving <laughs> them before you're in that problem. Yeah. So where are you hoping to take Teardrop Tap? You know, do you have specific goals for the business? You mentioned franchising at some point. We spoke about this a little bit, but just interested in knowing, you know, where your minds are at with the business. We really want to be top of mind for any event that you host. And we not only want to host one event for you, we want to host future events. If you get married, we want to be at that event. Then you have a baby two years later, we want to be at your baby shower. (laughs) So we really want to be top of mind in the Minneapolis market for if any of your friends or family are hosting an event or a corporate event, we want to be part of all of that and be all encompassing. Also, when farmers markets open back up, we want to, you know, bring the tap on a, you know, cute Sunday afternoon and sell you some cold brew coffee. Um, so we're not only at those events hosting to, you know, catering needs, but also selling right on the go. And um, that's kind of, you know, a marketing plan as well. Yeah. And I would say definitely open to franchising down the line and also even consulting. Like I've gotten so many inquiries from other states that are like, Hey, I've been thinking about doing this. Like, how did you do it? And I think, you know, people are looking to us for a lot of knowledge. And I think, you know, we'd also be open to consulting in the future too. Yeah. That's a unique offering. That's a, yeah, a great idea. I also like how you mentioned farmer's markets and I could also see, you know, teardrop tap almost partnering with like local cafes or local breweries or something. And then you have that partnership, right? You have the advertising from that cafe or that brewery, and then you're serving it. That's an interesting idea too. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so we want to partner with other businesses as well. And like I mentioned before about, you know, reaching out to friends and family that have business knowledge. We also want to be advocates for small businesses and helping, helping those others as well. Um, So like, for example, our logo is designed by our friend Amanda, who owns a graphic design small business. Our photos that we recently just took were taken by our friend Brooke, who owns a photography business. So we really want to focus on helping our business help other small businesses as well. Right. And not just with the drinks as well. Like you're mentioning the the logo and the photos. There's many other types of small businesses you can support while launching your own. Exactly. And like for events, you know, we really want to partner with, you know, florists to obviously make our tap look the best that it can. And, you know, maybe different lighting studios. And there's just a plethora of opportunities out there for partnering with different businesses. Yeah. Even like balloon businesses or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a more of a large chain, but (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. Tons of uh, areas of opportunity here. I, I love that. So we talked about Teardrop Taps future. I'm interested in hearing about your futures and do you see yourselves taking Teardrop Tap full time? Like, is that the dream or will this pretty much remain a side, you know, small business, see where it goes while you both still focus on your quote unquote nine to five careers? You know, where do you see your futures? For me right now, I mean, Mass and I both agreed that we want to do this as like a side job, but I mean, if it blows up and we get a ton of inquiries constantly throughout even the weeks, not just the weekends, um, I could see myself definitely taking it as like a full-time. Yeah, right now it's just our little fun part-time, but I would be definitely open to having it full-time, especially if we do get franchising and we do start consulting, 
you know, that is going to be a full-time job. That's something you just can't do on the side. Mm -hmm. So I would be definitely, you know, more than interested in taking it down that route too. I think it'd be so much fun. Yeah. And with the amount of buzz and inquiries we're already getting, it's, it's obviously we're a little overwhelmed at first Mm -hmm. and very, very humbly honored by everyone's excitement about it. We are trying to get to all the inquiries as fast as we can, (laughs) (laughs) but I could easily see this in the next year or so becoming our full-time job. I think when we first started this, um, we were thinking, you know, maybe a five-year plan would be to take this full-time. But I think that that based on the buzz and compliments and feedback we've been getting, it's it's seeming like it might be, you know, a year. So especially with everyone pushing all their large events to 2021, I think that Mm. we might be fully booked in 2021, which would be the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, that would be so awesome. That's incredible. How awesome is it? Yeah, you're planning for five years and suddenly that might become one or two years to go full time. That's yeah. uh, that's awesome. What a great feeling that must be. <laughs> Congratulations yeah. on, Thank on you. all that. Yeah. So just like, oh, it'd be fun to like do like one event a week or like if we get something here and there, like that would be cool. But now we're like, we could full steam ahead on this. And yeah. Like, okay. Well, and even to like, you know, our, our future with with this would be to, I know Abby mentioned franchising, but we also potentially even here in the Minneapolis market want to launch more teardrop taps, you know, that might Mm -hmm. be either different color schemes or maybe different focuses. Um, Maybe ones smaller to fit into smaller size events or ones larger to fit at, you know, I don't know, could go to US Bank Stadium to a Vikings game, et cetera. So we are trying to figure out that focus as well because we have had, multiple event inquiries on the same day. So mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to, you know, obviously we're going to go with the one that books first, but um, we would love to be able to go to both. So if we had multiple tasks, then we could easily do so. Yeah. I, I love talking to people such as yourselves who have this business where there's just so many options where you can take it, right? Like you're mentioning, you know, we could franchise in, in the UK or we can, <laughs> do different themes and suddenly you could have 20 teardrop taps, right? And like one's a kid's theme, one's a football theme. I don't know. It's just so many ways you can go. And that's like, it's just so cool to see. And I'm just so looking forward to seeing where, where it ends up and where you take it. Yeah. We're excited too. I feel like right now the world is our oyster. (laughs) 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 Cliche sounds, but yeah, we're just excited to yeah. kind of get it going and how everyone else is excited for us too. Yeah, we're mostly excited to not keep it a secret anymore. Um, <laughs> both of us are not the greatest people at keeping smart. <laughs> More <laughs> myself. Don't, um, don't put this on me. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be honest. We kept this a secret from a lot of our friends, mostly because we just wanted to see the surprise on their face when it was finally finished. Um, it's one thing to tell someone you're doing something, but another to be like, no, I did something and this is what it looks like. And to see that reaction. So um, it was great to see that reaction from, you know, a majority of our family and friends. So I'm glad to not keep secrets anymore (laughs) and for it to be out in the open as like an actually launched business. That shock value is always nice, right? To to see that. With talking to you and hearing your journey, it also seems 
you both really manage your expectations appropriately. You know, you mentioned you planned out five years. And I love that balance of, hey, you know, we have this dream of taking this full time one day. Let's manage our expectations and say, okay, let's plan for five years. And but you all you also didn't say, oh, we could there's no way we could ever take this full time. You know, this is just always going to be a side project. You had that appropriate expectation so that now that it seems it is possibly happening way earlier than five years, that's an awesome thing. That's you know, mm-hmm. you're you're prepped for that already. And it just happens to be earlier, which is a great thing. I just love that you how you manage those expectations. Yeah, I would say we're like a good balance between like dreamers as well as realists Mm, um so you know obviously the dreamers being the creative side of us you know planning and launching this business but the realists as far as like knowing where it can go and not getting ahead of ourselves yeah realistic dreamers I that's always the phrase I love to use and I think that's such a valuable and powerful characteristic to have to be that realistic dreamer uh do you have any resources top of mind like podcasts books blogs anything that has helped you launch this business or you know even with your expertise in merchandising just any books you'd recommend like I said or podcast to those launching a business or wanting to dive into this world I would say neither of us are very big readers so I haven't I don't have any books to to give out or recommend really much much of our focus this year and obviously last has been really managing you know our day jobs as well as launching this business so we really haven't had time for much else <laughs> yeah that account for anything. right we, we do a lot of bachelor and bachelorette so sorry for everyone that do, does hate those shows um we mostly like it because sometimes they're a train wreck um and it makes us feel better about ourselves <laughs> But yeah, sadly, we don't have any good recommendations for at least like business podcasts as well as Mm -hmm. books. And I think too, like Madison's nine to five is a lot of marketing and Mm -hmm. a lot of research and design as well. So I think that also helps with just knowing how, you know, just how to kind of do that and market out our business. And I do a lot of research as well, more of competitive analysis type things. So I think that's where those two things definitely helped us out with launching our business. Right. You leveraged the the skills you already had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And we did talk about this before of balancing, you know, nine to five and managing a business. Any other best practices that you've acquired either recently or, or have been doing for a while now of balancing work and life? I know you mentioned, I believe you're on the same volleyball team. So that's a fun thing you do. Anything else for balancing the go, go, go of work and also taking time for yourselves and your family and friends? Yeah, I'm definitely trying because I'm, you know, it's, we're getting a lot of inquiries and it's really exciting. And, you know, you always have to put that expectation out of, you don't want to burn out. So you Mm -hmm. don't want, you know, constantly be looking at your phone, constantly answering, answering emails. But, you know, I recently, I had a full day of stuff yesterday that I did that I just literally took my phone, turned off my email notifications and just, you know, flip my phone upside down so I didn't see the screen. I just put it in my purse. So I think just having a balance where you know that you have a plans with friends and just turn off the notifications because if I see notifications, 
I'm the type of person that hates notifications on Me my too. phone. I hate having the there little can't red be an email. I, I gotta I read it if I see have it. the red bubble on <laughs> like an app or anything. I don't know yeah. why it irritates me. So like LinkedIn, when it started blowing up on LinkedIn, I turned off my LinkedIn notifications because I just kept looking at them and I was like, no, I need to focus. I need to like be with my friends. I need to, you know, get this product done at work. So I think just turning off the notifications on your phone in general will help you a lot when you want to have a break. Yeah. And I think just being present in where you are and what you're doing has to be a focus. So, you know, if you're with your friends or family, like that has to be the main focus. That's where you are. That's what you're doing and what you're choosing to spend your time on. So there's a time and place for everything. I think a really good reminder of having to take a break is my dogs. They mm -hmm. always come and they're like, hey, I need attention. We need to go for a walk. <laughs> we need to take a break. Biscuit starts barking. Yeah, my dogs will be barking and giving me sad puppy dog faces. So <laughs> I think really having those reminders of, you know, it's time to take a break are great reminders. As well as like, I know some people, this is a love-hate thing, but I love the screen time thing on your phone. Yeah, and so it, man, it kind of helps me manage like, no, I've been on my phone way too much today, whether it was checking emails or, you know, social for our page or et cetera. And I really need to tone that down. Also, I will add to Madison's husband, Louie, who built this for us. He has this thing where if I'm <laughs> over at their house and I'm on my phone doing, I could be doing like work stuff or anything. He'll literally take my phone, chuck it on the couch and he'll be like, be with us, get yeah. off your phone, be with us. Yeah. So that's also like a little thing that, Louie does when I'm around or like any of our friends are around he'll just yeah. take your phone and throw it on the couch and be like stop be with us so. yeah he's really about being in the present moment so he's he's Which also good. a great reminder yeah. of to not take things so seriously and that you know you need to take time for yourself my favorite <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome he's everyone's accountability partner for being yeah, off your right. phone that's great <laughs> yeah I love the uh, best practices of being present of course turning off notifications and the screen time. I love those because those are very specific, easy things people can experiment with if they feel they need to have time off their phone. I And I love that. Even just, I, I haven't even thought of this until you mentioned this, but like even just going on do not disturb or something, right? Just so mm -hmm. your phone doesn't even light up. Uh, that's an easy practice too. And that's one button to click. Yeah. Or like leaving it in another room helps yeah. me a lot. Like I'll like leave it somewhere that I don't want to go, like all the way downstairs, like in the laundry room <laughs> or something. And then I have no idea where my phone is for, you know, hours on end. So that, yeah. that's also helpful. And then we have to call it. And you're like, but it's on vibrate. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> so sometimes it's not so beneficial. But there's a place you can find it. Yeah. But find my find my phone and you know, your friend's stuff or something. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that also happens to me a lot. My phone's always on silent, like not even vibrate. So if I lose it, it is, it's just gone. It's just gone until we find it. That's a dangerous game you play. I know, I know. It's a, a risk I take every day. <laughs> I also, uh, your your best practice of adopting a dog. I think that, I think everyone should do that listening to this. Adopt a dog so that they make you go on a walk and put your phone at home. I think that's hundred percent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Emma has a cat. She, yeah, she'll let your phone away too. Um, yeah, she'll walk on my laptop, <laughs> or you know, I'll be on my phone and she'll just rub her head up against my hand. I'm like, can you stop? <laughs> <laughs> that's then incredible. I put it down because she's annoying, and then yeah, yeah, 
I'm like, I well, good. so really just having anything that demands attention, whether that's yeah. like a significant other, a child, a, a pet, etc. Yeah. Um, well, oh, yeah. get yourself an annoying boyfriend, get yourself an annoying <laughs> husband. Just, so just I, have a kid. I didn't say annoying, I just no. said needs attention. <laughs> I'll say it. Oh, that's so funny. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, my last big question for you both, and I, I definitely want to hear from both of you on this, is in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? Now, this can be related to Teardrop Tap or doesn't have to be related to that at all. Can be from 10 minutes ago or from 10 years ago. In this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? I would just say, this is Madison, I would say, for both of us, our proudest accomplishment is launching this business. When we first started it last year, you know, it was a dream. And obviously this is our first, first go at um, being business owners. So, you know, we did experience a lot of ups and downs and not a very emotional person, but I can say this definitely took a toll on all emotions. That being sad, mad, overly, overly happy, happy, excited, et cetera. So um, it's definitely been a roller coaster. So it's made me become more in tune, I would say, with my emotions and like being able to like speak those out loud, which has been great. Obviously, that's more of a personal thing than a business thing. But that helps you grow personally. But that helps. Help, yeah, exactly. And then also just kind of all the buzz that we've been getting. You know, Abby mentioned that we've seen over 1.2 million views on our LinkedIn. Um, we already almost have a thousand followers on Instagram in less than two weeks. So, um, really kind of those little, little milestones, if you will, um, have been great accomplishments along the way. So I don't know if Abby wants to add to that. Yeah. I would say also it's made me more like cognizantly aware. (laughs) I (laughs) I don't know. I'm awful with words. But just being more aware of, you know, before I would go to the store and do this, or I would, you know, be more of like a big name brand, go to, you know, some, not necessarily chain restaurants, because Minneapolis has a ton of great restaurants. No, but just more aware of where I bring more attention to in my business, because now being a small business owner, it's like, support us, like help us, like we want to work with you. So I think that's made me more want to work with other small businesses um, and you know, give them business over someone else. So I think that's also made me more aware of, you know. Yeah, being a better consumer in general. Yeah. Um, as far as like, you know, really being an advocate for the businesses that we like and appreciate, you know, writing reviews. You know, I could say I've never wrote a review, review until, mm-hmm. you know, recently in, oh. in now wanting reviews from our customers. So really you got to practice what you preach. So if we want our customers to do something, we also have to be that way to the places that we love and frequent. Yeah. And collaborating with a ton of, like we've had so many small businesses in Minnesota that are like, we should collaborate. We love this idea. We own a little like food cart and we do, you know, a food truck and like these little things. Or um, I also have an old coworker that they have a business called mini oats and it's just like a small oatmeal you know, start up with the three girls that started it and they're doing great. And they're like, we want to partner with you and do something fun. So do like a breakfast bar. And- yeah. Wow, so it's yeah. Like a little different things like that, where you can make it fun. Like it doesn't always have to be about business too, where just, you know, let loose with it. Like people start small businesses to have fun with it. And I think that's what 
you know, we need to do. And that would also be another thing of advice is just to have fun. You guys could do a a cereal bar with the milk coming mm-hmm. out of the tap. Now I'm giving you ideas you didn't even know, ask right? for. But... <laughs> oh my God. Actually, that'd be a bomb idea. Yeah. Oh, milk and cookies. Yes. Yeah. Or even donuts and milk and we're, coffee. Yeah. We're all disappointed that the Minnesota State Fair is canceled this year. Oh RIP. So, so, you know, if Sweet Martha's is listening, we would love to partner with you. We hey could guys. be the milk provider. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen through this, through this podcast. Uh, but congratulations to all the initial success you've had, both with the business and personally. And I know it'll only grow from here. Like I said, I'm really looking forward to see where where Teardrop Tap goes. And I'm hoping, you know, some of my Minnesota connections through work hear this and and reach out. I think I'm just really excited to see where it goes. And it was so awesome to hear both of your journeys and how you launched this business. And thank you so much again for taking the time to share your experience. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, actually, before we sign off here, where can people find Teardrop Tap and yourselves on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, shout them all out. Yeah, so LinkedIn, you can um, go to mine, Abigail Christensen. And then also we have a link, uh, LinkedIn page for Teardrop and then any social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything is Teardrop Tap. So just find us there and we'll be keeping updates. And when we start events, we'll be posting those as well. We also have a website at teardroptap.com. Um, it's currently under construction right now um, with just recently doing a photo shoot with our fabulous friend, Brooke. <laughs> we will uh, be, you know, posting some more content there soon. So that's really kind of more of a shell of a website right now. But uh, you can also email us at hello at teardroptap.com. We'd love to hear from you. Perfect. Well, I hope everyone checks out Teardrop Tap. And thank you, Madison and Abby, for speaking with me today. Yay, thank, thank you, Alexa. You. Thank you.